Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast that loves you, the podcast with more celebrities than the inauguration. I am your host, your groove mistress, and your cruise director, Madam Perry, but you can call me Jan, Jennifer, JP, uh, Perry, that's all fine. And thank you, everyone who's been listening. I, I am just so grateful. I told you last week, uh, I suddenly had this, this gigantic spike in, in listeners, like like the kind where I thought that there was something, I'd been, something wrong with my computer. But no, big jump, and thank you so much. Um, I know it's because of that I've been bringing you great guests, and I've been very fortunate, and it's only because you support the show by following and sharing it that I'm able to continue to get so many great guests. And uh, like I've had lately, uh, you know, we had Bruce Sudano, and today, well, actually yesterday, I posted, um, reposted one of his songs. Bruce Sudano was on, what, a week or two ago? It was his second time on the show. He has a new EP called uh, Spirals, Volume 1, and uh, most people know Bruce, a lot of people, especially in New York, you know Bruce as Bruce Sudano, but a lot of people know him because of the hits he's written for other people like Dolly Parton and his late wife, Donna Summer, and he also worked on the Donna Summer musical that was out that unfortunately is not on tour right now. We know why, but anyway, um, yesterday I think was the anniversary of Donna Summer's passing, and he had put up a, a post about that. But anyway, but he does have a new CD, and uh, there are some especially beautiful songs on there, and his voice is as good as ever. Uh, So that's Bruce Sedano, also uh, Don Most, who you know from Happy Days, uh, as Ralph Mouth, and he's got some uh, videos going on with Robert Wool with Anson Williams, TV shows, and a swing record. And also... um, Gosh, we've got so many people here, too, that have uh, just come on lately and coming soon, and I can barely keep up with it myself, but I just want you to know that I am grateful to everybody. Oh, tomorrow night, we've got, um, oh, how do you describe, sort of like an um, Electra emo R&B singer, Vanessa Dow, is going to be here tomorrow night, and then Wednesday is caregiver Dave Nassani, and uh, again... It just gets better and better, and it's all because of you. So thank you so much. And if you're listening live tonight on May 18th, 2020, if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, please click that little uh, box up there that says follow if you haven't. I really appreciate that. And also thanks to everyone who leaves um, reviews, who's left reviews on iTunes, Apple iTunes, and also on Stitcher about the podcast. What you tell me on there is that you like the show because I sometimes have people on that you already know, people of whom you're already a fan, or people that you've never heard of, and you learn new books, new music, new um, things, whether it's uh, um, 
the historian, scientists, NASA, JPL experts, or different types of writers, musicians that you like that. And thank you. So because of you, I'm able to keep bringing cool people. Now, tonight, I'm super excited about tonight's guest. Tonight's guest hits on everything I love. And thrilled to have her here. So let me go ahead and get a quick introduction so we can go ahead and start talking. She is the author of the award-winning Immortal series, which includes Immortal, Immortal 2, Time of Legend, Immortal 3, Stealer of Souls, Immortal 4, Collision of Worlds. She's also the author of the Switch 2 clockwork, which includes Switch 1 and 2, Colony, Ascension, and Erotic Space Opera, Mona Livelong, Paranormal Detective, and we're going to talk about Mona Livelong soon, and Voyage of Dreams as well as Story of Eve, and just um, and that's just a rush through, okay? Um, she's a graduate of Spelman College, and um, she's been published in Steampunk, Genesis, Anthology of Black Science Fiction, and I believe she's also uh, on the editing staff of Genesis, the magazine. So, so many things I could keep talking about all of her accomplishments, and we wouldn't get to talk to her. So, right now, I'm going to bring you into the genie bottle. As I've been calling you, dear lady, the sensational Valjean <laughs> Jeffers. <laughs> Hi, Jennifer. You make me sound so fantastic. I'm just so excited. And then I'm on here. I'm listening to this lineup that you have. I'm like, wow. I'm I'm on. I'm on a really uh, um, special radio show with all these famous folks. So I'm really glad to be here. Oh, Valjean. You know, I only say it so I can prove to you I have maybe maybe coming close to enough cred to get you on here because you've got a magnificent following and reputation and status. Thank you so in, much. Uh, Thank you so much. Oh, so. I'm, I'm just trying to prove myself to you. That's all. Uh, I'm, I may <laughs> negate anything I've gained once I start talking, but at least for now, okay? Is this your, is this your first time? In, is this your first time, uh, Madam Perry Salon, in the Genie Bobby? It is. Uh huh. This is so, the first time I've been on. Mm-hmm. So I want you to say, you know, look around, be careful. You know, one of the first guests I ever had went back and told everyone on Facebook, I've been to Madam Perry Salon. It looks like the inside of Genie's bottle. So I just want you to. You know, find a nice big fluffy cushion, snuggle in, get set, and okay. uh, enjoy my Moroccan decor. Okay, okay, <laughs> sounds great. It sounds great. Well, I'm already kind of settling in, so feels comfortable. I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. All right, I like that a lot. Okay, so first we're going to talk about some of your work, and that if there's anything, um, I'm trying not to fangirl out here, so I'm trying to stay professional. And so we'll talk about some of your work already, and then we'll also okay. open the phones if it's fine with you, so anybody wants to call in. Sure, sure. Uh-huh. That would be fine, yeah. I want to um, mention there is – well, I've been publishing a lot of anthologies, but I want to mention the last – let me see, the latest one. Oh, God, and I always get a brain freeze sometimes when I start talking about stuff. But um, this one is Blurred. Yeah, I do. Blurred Rodica, one, Sweet, Sexy, and Special Dark. And uh, that one is edited by Crankston Bernie and Penelope Flynn, who is a really good Penelope. She's wonderful. She's a good friend of mine. And that's one of the one of the latest ones that I've been publishing I wanted to mention. Um and also all the songs I sing, and that's a, por- that's a um, 
a poetry anthology um, put together by the Carolina African American Writers Collective because as quiet as it's kept, before I started writing fiction, I was I was writing poetry. And um, oh. of course, when I mm-hmm, when I started, but. When I started writing fiction, I just became so engrossed in it that I, I really kind of put my poetry down. You know, I put my poetry down. Yeah, I stopped it because just writing fiction just kind of, it consumes me. So, yeah. So, But I just wanted to throw that out there. Wasn't trying to take over. I just wanted oh. to throw that out there. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's what I want to know. This is this is the information I need um, to share with people and yeah, this is exactly what we want to know. Um, okay. So you started as a poet, writing poetry. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I did, yep. And uh, then crossed over. Tell me, tell me about your poetry, your style, your influences, please. Well, let's see. I started, you know, I actually started writing poetry kind of young. And I always tell people I took a hiatus from writing altogether and didn't get back into it till I was in my 40s. Um, I guess some of my influences, you know, most of my influences are probably fiction, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Langston Hughes, uh, Maya Angelou, um, those are the older influences. I'm trying to think of someone. Raina Leon is an excellent poet. Leonard D. Moore, Teresa Church, uh, those, are, those are people mm-hmm. I consider to be my, my mentors when I, when, I first, when I really got serious about my writing. And um, and they then they told me they encouraged me to take it seriously, you know. Don't play around with it. Be if you're going to do it, be you know, be serious about doing it. And so, so anyway, yeah. But those would be my those would be my my first influences. Yeah, the influences I can think of. Yeah, right off the top of my head. Yeah. And they sound like 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 good guides as well. Mhm. Yeah. And, yeah, they are uh, encouragers. Yeah. Um, See. So then you move into science fiction, but I would imagine you were probably already a science fiction fan. Oh gosh, yes. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. you know the first person I started reading was uh, Stephen King. That was my yes. first. <laughs> yes, Stephen King. <laughs> I would spend my last dime for a Stephen King novel. You know, so I was a fan of his for years. You know, um, see, I think one of the one of my favorites is uh, the Talesman, which people, you know, people have criticized him for different reasons. But I love, I love. Wh- which um, one is that? I the Talesman. The Talesman. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. And um, excuse me. So he was um, he was my first influence, and then what happened was. I discovered Octavia Butler, and that uh-huh. I said, "Well, I didn't know, you know, that um, that black folks wrote this this kind of stuff, you know." And after after discovering her, and then uh, some others, Tanana Reeve Du, and uh, Nalo Hopkinson, um, I just I said, "Well, you know, they're doing it, so so maybe I can do it." And that's how I moved over into it. Yeah. Yeah, so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, um, I don't know. I just think there's something special, especially about us women when we're young. If we start reading science fiction, I think it just, um, I think for women, um, at least especially, I think it just really frees up our minds and our imagination mm-hmm. and gives us permission mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. think beyond what we 
see before us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, before I before I actually, I kind of fast forwarded. When I was when I was reading science fiction and fantasy, I read a ton of authors. I mean, and and the funny thing about it is, um, a Tad Williams was another one of my influences. And um, one thing I noticed, and not this is not with all authors, but one thing I noticed uh, the difference between some male authors and some female authors is that women are more able to construct, uh, is it romance or love, mm-hmm. tenderness? They more, they're more able to construct these kind, And they really um, uh, dwell deep into the characters when it comes to constructing this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And sometimes, and not all male authors now, I'm not, I'm not writing them all up, but I'm saying some of them, don't seem to be able to they construct stuff that's sometimes just purely based on sex if that makes sense <laughs> I'm not saying all of them do this now I'm just saying that some I'm of them I'm not saying yeah. all of them I'm not saying all of them do but sometimes it, it can be just a little uh, clumsy yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah and hey. You know, and especially when you're writing any kind of a love scene, whether it's just a simple love scene or something, or whether you're writing erotica, mm-hmm. it's, I mm-hmm. think it's like everything else. There's a way, you know, there may be several ways to do it, but then there are wrong ways too. And uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you something. This is, uh, I've been getting these, uh, I know a lot of people have been getting these hacker emails about mm-hmm. uh, uh, where they say, you know, we've been we've hacked your computer and the poor you watch and send us this much money in cash or Bitcoin or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they say, you know, we've seen you, and I'm thinking, I know that's a lie because first of all, I'm old school. I'm not going to sit in front of the computer. I'm going to I don't like it written <laughs> down and written well. Okay, I am old school about it. So don't even don't even think I'm going to fall for that one time. <laughs> Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. 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 If you've got anything um, on video, it's me trying to do a show when I'm fussing at my dogs. That's all. That's all you got. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. Mhm. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, it is a it's it's a uh, it's a journey. You know, it has been a journey. Um, and I'm really um, I tell you, you know, I I always tell people that there's certain things that that I do, to, you know, like I tutor to make money, but writing is something I do because I love it. You know, I just, mm-hmm. I just love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um. When you first, and, and I'm, some of these questions I'm asking are not going to be, you know, we haven't before we started tonight. We didn't start with like a long list like some people do with the talking points and ask this, that, mm-hmm, and this. Mm-hmm. So a lot of questions I'm going to ask you are just as a a fan or as a person who's never done the kind of work you do, probably never will, Mm -hmm. but I'm fascinated by what you do. The first time you you wrote sci-fi, well, hey, you're the generous one sharing the worlds with us. First time you wrote, how do you go about creating the characters and in science fiction, you create a whole new world as well? You know, um, that's a good question. Uh, 
you kind of, I know, I think I kind of start with the characters first and then Mm -hmm. start to construct a world around them, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, um, what sort of kind of what what type of world maybe I would like to see. Um, the mm-hmm. world that kind of builds itself in my imagination. Um, and also, and, and anybody who's read me will tell you this, um, I champion the underdog. So mm-hmm. I don't want to write about anything. I don't want to read anything that's going to be depressing, and I don't want to write anything that's going to be depressing. If I want to be depressed, I can just turn on the news. You God, know, no, I don't, don't want to pick up a big, yeah, you can just turn on the news and get depressed. So I want uh-huh. to write something that's like positive, that's going to, you know, it, you have action and, and you have your, your, your sexuality and you have uh, um, uh, moving the, the character's journey and I, and also something that is positive that, that tells people, okay, if we do this, even if it's in our imagination, if we do this, this will happen. You see what I'm saying? Like, what if we feed, mm-hmm. we figure out a way to feed everybody? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's our world. Why can't we do that? You know, so that's 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 the space I'm coming from, if that makes sense. I feel like I was rambling all yeah. over the place. But, okay. No, definitely, definitely makes sense. Yeah, that's where your imagination goes to, where um, from this to that, what if, and if so, then what happens? By the way, right. if you're listening live tonight, on uh, this is this is uh, Monday, May the 18th, and you want to talk to Valjean Jeffers. Am I saying your name properly? You are saying it beautifully. <laughs> you are yes. saying it beautifully. Yes. And I have been called Valjeanie. Valjeans, Valeries, <laughs> and you are saying it just right, so... <laughs> okay. All right. You want to speak with Jean? You can call. You can uh, call the, up here. The number is six four six seven one six nine nine two two. That's a free call in the continental U.S. Blog Talk Radio assures me. And then for our friends, and uh, who for friends who listen but can't always make a phone call for whatever reason, you can always send me the message on Facebook either as Jennifer Maudette Perry or Madam Perry Salon, and I'll happily pass it along. And you know what? Um, you know we're here in the genie bottle. I know it's your first time here, but if you don't mind, uh, Valjean, if you don't mind reaching over and parting the little beaded curtain for me, I've got somebody that wants to come in here. Sure. And I think it's uh-huh, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Hi. Welcome to Madam Perry Salon. Come on in and say hi to Valjean. Tell us who you are. Hi, Valjean. My name is Vince Bryant. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. I never heard of you until now. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm excited. I saw the picture. I saw your picture, and I got excited because I have two daughters, okay? Okay. I score film. That's what I do. But I got excited because my oldest daughter just turned me on to Octavia Butler a year ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I saw you, and I said, wait a minute. Now, Madam Perry is a friend of mine. Hi. How you doing, Jennifer? Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing just great. <laughs> okay. And then I said, well, you know, 
And then Tracy, I'm lying to Tracy, and Tracy reminded me, and I went, no, yeah, that's right. Oh, no, that's – and she pulled up She pulled up um, a, a broadcast, but it was – she clicked on, and it was the broadcast with the guy with the uh, – over the music. And I said, no, that's not right. That doesn't sound right. So when I dialed the number, I knew I was right, but it didn't matter. The point is, yeah, now I got you. Yeah. So, Vince, I'm so, so happy. I, I'm so happy you came to visit us. Thank you, and I'm so I'm so happy I got through. Now, now, which one is going to be made into a movie or a series? Oh wow! Okay, Ben. <laughs> you know what? I'm we're working right now. I have a guy that um, he's a producer. He's also a screenwriter. He's working on a script for. Um, I don't know if I said that word right. It seems like I always stumble over it. Script. Script, yes, okay. For, a script, um, yeah, a screenplay. Okay, okay. And mm-hmm. um, he's working on a screenplay script for um, the Switch, too. And everything kind of, when this pandemic came out, it, it just everything, we had to hit the pause button. That's right. Yep, yeah. We all did, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Some of us so, came back a little sooner than others, but, you know, still had to yeah. hit the pause button. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so... um. Right now we're he he's 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 finishing it up, and he and we're thinking we're gonna. We, I was asking him. I said, "Well, when do you think we would could actually start to shoot? Because we're gonna we're gonna do like a, a film, a short film." And he said, "Well, maybe in the fall. You know, wow. depending on how things go." Yeah. So I'd like to get a link to where all your works are, where I can start reading your works. That is beautiful. And, and I want to ask you: Is this is this producer you're dealing with in or in California or in Georgia? In Georgia. Mm-hmm. Everything. All right. Good. Mm-hmm. Good. He's got well, he's you, got you my full support and backing. Are you in Georgia? No, I'm in Alabama. Okay, that's yeah. fine. You you're over mm-hmm. here anyway. Okay, so I'm gonna leave it up to <laughs> just down I'm a, point, no right, no. Man? Exactly. It's I twenty. Now we win it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you, Madam Perry, to forward my information and forward uh, Valjean's information to me. We're gonna get okay, you know we, we'll way, get we'll get his we'll get his sites, won't we, um, Jennifer? Get my yes. sites to him yes. so he can yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and you can get my website I'm and my info. I would I would like to be in touch with you and your producer. Okay, and, um, okay. Yes, that, that sounds yes, like, yes, yeah, yes. That, that sounds okay. like a plan. That sounds like yes. I am not Vince. I'm gonna say this before you get off the phone. Okay. And I have been encouraged by someone, um uh, actually a couple of people who are already in the entertainment field. And mm-hmm. I had a close friend of mine, she told me that my mortal series, she says, Look, that is Game of Thrones type stuff. Ah yes, so it is. She, it she, is. she said she I, said, you I need to write. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very, very serious about about getting getting my work on screen. You know, I'm, okay. I'm, I, it's something I've been thinking about for a really long time. So. Yeah. All right, we just got started. You're gonna get my info from Jennifer, right. and I'm gonna get your info from yeah. Jennifer. And we are, and I am off the air. Thank you. It's a pleasure wait, to wait, meet wait. you. Wait, Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Hold on, hold on, sweetie. Did I call uh, him Brian? His name is Vince. I apologize. I don't know why. You sound like a Brian, but you're not a Brian. You're a Vince. 
Yeah, I'm a Bryant, C R Y A N T. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. South Carolina, South Georgia, Bryants and Bryants. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm a descendant of Gullah I'm I'm a Gullah Geechee descendant, by the way. Whoa. Okay. Yes. Low country, Buford, South Carolina. That's right. I learned more about you all the Yeah, I spring these things out, you know. <laughs> Don't let the New York Yale accent fool you. Thank you so much for, <laughs> you know, for it. I've been there south, south, south of Charleston. I've been there south of Charleston way back for eight generations, yeah? Okay, you've got, all right. I tell you, you are such a... <laughs> <laughs> people are multi, you. you know, people are multi-layered. <laughs> People are multi-layered. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. They're, like they're, an they're onion. Like an onion. <laughs> yep. Jennifer's mm-hmm. spinning yeah. right now. She's going, oh, my God, if this man pulls one more trick out of his hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just uh, leaning back. I know what to expect. I don't want you to short me, okay? I, I'm expecting more Okay. Tricks. Anyway, Vince, this is a perfect time. This, this okay. is a perfect time. While you're here, and again, thank you, too, mm-hmm. because you encourage your daughters in their reading and, you, and you're and you involved. But this would be a perfect time for uh, Valjean to list some sites and places where you can get her books. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Um, and, and I should, and I don't know, I should m- mention my fiancé, Quentin Ville, who is, he is just always right there beside me. He, he, he supports me. He's an artist. He's a writer in his own, his own right. And we have, we've done uh, two anthologies together, Cyrogenous, um, an anthology of erotic science fiction and fantasy, volumes one and two. So I'm just throwing that out there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So the first site is www, this is all lowercase, all together, www, Mm -hmm. the like my name, V Jeffers, and the and is spell out, com. Okay, Jennifer, can you please make sure I get down? We're riding in a car, and I can't get this Honey, down right now. I know, I know, and that's what I say, because a lot of people listen in a car or running. I will be sharing all of this information uh, and where to get Valjean's books on all of my social media, both Jennifer Perry awesome. and Thank on... You. Uh, Jennifer, Madam you rock. Perry, and <laughs> she and, really does. Thank you. I she like really rock. does, Thank you. She does. And not only that, hold hold event also on my dog's social media because you know I want to be a stage mom and have my dogs in showbiz. So Tybee's oh. Instagram will have it, and Tybee's. How um, many dogs? How many dogs you got? Right now, too. But, you know, one was on Star Girl, and then she just kind of got tired. And uh, the right. other one, I'm, hey, I want to be a stage mom. And Valjean, you know, I don't know about if Vince thinks about this, but since, since you asked, Vince, uh, no, no, you didn't really ask, but since you asked, some people say, Jennifer, why do you want to be a stage mother? You know, kids that grow up in show business get kind of weird and wild yeah. later on. And I say, yeah, that dogs. may be true, yeah. but, hey, not if they can't drive and they can't handle their own money. Right. You're talking about right. your pet. You're talking about your pet. Listen, listen. You know what? I have fur babies. I have a dog yeah. and a cat, and they are both spoiled rotten. They are. They are spoiled rotten. You and Tracy are riding around with her dog. Yeah, he's a trip, man. This dog is. He's a shit to He's so. He is so spoiled. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, they are spoiled. They are very spoiled. I also, I mean, I also have children and grandchildren, but of course, they don't wow. live with me. My pets do. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. I got kids yeah. and grandkids. So, yes, I do. 
So as long yes, as they, I need your information. See, this is the level of writing. This is what we need right now. The sci-fi fantasy world. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yes, we do. Yes. yes. The reality is so intolerable right now, and mm-hmm. I think that's why people are gravitating. They gravitate towards, you know, towards fantasy and science fiction. And and also when you when I when I look at it, a lot of the films, it is definitely like pointing to a new world view. Like, look, we can do this, we can do that. Yep. Even that show Westworld. Yeah. I said mm-hmm. this is all about oppression. I said this is about mm-hmm. oppression and people taking advantage of others, and then the oppressed rise up and they become really violent and they take you know take their freedom back. Yeah, so yep. Mm-hmm. Mm, awesome. Mm-mm. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward Thank to you, it. Vince. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, Valtra. And I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to getting this info now. I'm gonna act on it the minute I get it. All right. Okay, Please. all right. You have a good I'm evening and be safe. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Good evening. All right, Bye. Thank you, honey. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. That's Vince, one of our favorite uh, favorite musicians and, and friends of the okay, show. Okay, cool. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, he's, he's an absolute delight. So, yeah, when you're talking about the um, things we see, yeah, we need some escapism, but we need some escapism mm-hmm. to a good place. And then exactly. maybe if exactly. it's like if you can see it and imagine it, maybe we can make something mm-hmm. better happen. Yeah. Uh, it's our world. I mean, mm-hmm. I always say that this is our world. You know, it belongs to us. So, and and I guess in that, it's up to us to change it, you know. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. too. It yeah. might be a little harder yeah. sometimes, especially mm-hmm. when things are yeah, not as difficult. crazy as they yeah. are now. It's not easy. Yeah, it's not easy, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, so tell me, um, when, now I know one of the hard things right now is that, you know, I've had posted pictures of you uh, at bookstores, at some of your events, and with your tables, and uh, look mm-hmm. at things that you've been out at different conventions and stuff and meetings, and things are a little bit difficult now to try to reach the audience. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes, in a way, we're almost using a bit of uh, sci-fi type uh, places or venues because we're going online now and we're yeah, reading. Yeah. Um, I think our mutual friend Milton Davis has been having a storytelling once a week on Facebook. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was wondering, should I get involved? I don't do, um, I don't know, I guess I could do some live. I have done a, one or two live readings. Um, well, yeah, I have at, on con, at cons. I, I don't think I've ever really <laughs> done one. I've done a live reading maybe several years ago, you know, on a, on a podcast. Yeah, so I was I was I was checking that out. That's the yeah, that's the new way of trying to um trying to adapt to what's going on right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Mhm. Do you enjoy doing conventions of the different cons? I do. I really do. I always have a lot of fun when I go to cons. Uh-huh. I do. Which ones and are your favorites? Uh, oh, let's see. You know, I just they're all uh, the last one I went to was Multiverse. I really had a lot of fun at Multiverse. And um and the and the thing the beautiful thing about it is when you get there 
and you run into people that you've known online. Of course, now the people that I ran into this time, I already, I had already met them. But when when mm-hmm. I went to, um, I think that was State of Black Science Fiction Society in twenty, was that twenty eighteen? Was it twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen? I can't remember. Anyway, I met people that I had known online for years, and this was my first time like seeing them face to face and and i mean and it, and the weird thing about it is that it wasn't awkward it's like oh i know you <laughs> yeah and they and i recognized them and they recognized me like hey oh i know you you know <laughs> uh, christopher mosey uh, b sharice moore i met her um i think sheree i think that was my first time meeting her um, at a con, it's like, oh, hey, hey, and you know, like I said, it, it was almost like we had, been, like we had always known each other, you know, face to face. So that's one of the beautiful things about about attending cons. Then, of course, you get to meet your readers, you know, and, and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like the last three years I've gone to uh, Wild Wild West Con, which is a steampunk Wild Western steampunk out in Arizona. Ooh, that sounds really cool. And uh, oh, it's fun. It's fun, and uh, you should definitely, definitely go because you write mm-hmm. steam funk. Yeah, yep, yep, mm-hmm, yeah, and they're really very, yeah, very it similar. Is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have a. Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting too, like you say, you, people you've been talking to, and then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, yeah, there you get to see them and meet them in person, and it's really, mm-hmm. it's really fun. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you have – oh, I know what – I've got so many things I want to talk to you about, so if I forget something, leave me on. But go ahead, go ahead. I wanted to, okay, I asked you about um, – tell me more. Mona Livelong, Paranormal Detective. Now, I know mm-hmm. you've got something you can with her, but tell us for people who don't know Norma – I mean, I know Mona. Uh, tell us about Mona Livelong. Okay. Where she came Mona. How she, was she inspired? She and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna share something with you that I often tell people. The characters of both Mona Livelong, the main, the first character that is introduced in both Mona Livelong and Immortal, um, is inspired by a young woman who babysat me when I was a young girl, was like nine or ten years old, and uh, her name was Carla, and she was she had a really um, very serious, very positive impact on my life. So she was. She has become the inspiration of two novel series. Uh, she was a young woman. Oh. She was. Um, her mother had died, um, and one of her brothers had died. Her youngest brother had died, and she was a college student. Um, and she was raising her two remaining brothers by herself. And so she became the inspiration for both um, Carla of Immortal and Mona Livelong, uh, Mona. Um, And now when I started writing Mona, I knew I wanted to write a detective series. And and I love steampunk, by the way. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love the clothing. I love the the weapons. I love – you can just – you can basically do anything with it, you know. I mean, yeah. you can stick alternate history in there, or you could go straight Victorian, whatever, whatever floats your boat. So I knew mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to write about a detective, and she just kind of grew. I mean, and that's the only way I can explain it. She just, she just evolved. 
Um, she is both a, a paranormal detective and she's a sorceress. Um, and mm-hmm, she she has paranormal. She has she's a metahuman, as they say. And um, she doesn't want to. She doesn't let on. Doesn't a lot of people don't know that she's a sorceress because she says she doesn't want people showing up to her house asking them to teach her because she says you can no more teach this is one of my favorite lines you can no more teach someone how to become a sorceress than you can teach them how to have brown eyes you're either born oh. with it or you're not mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. yeah so so anyway that's how she evolved and um and then from that i started building i said okay this is a series that could be really long running so i started building you know um started doing cases so Mona Livelong 1 is like the case of the angry ghost. Then Mona Livelong 2 is the case of the powerless witch. And then 3 is the case of the vanishing child. And so, and I want to say I'm standing on some real broad shoulders with this because I read a lot of, I've read a ton of paranormal literature before, paranormal novels and, and, and stories before, you know, I, I got to this point. So, yeah, so. When um, I know you are, tell me about Genesis, the magazine, Genesis Science Fiction. Um, I let's see, Jarvis uh, runs that magazine, and every so often, um, when it comes out, because it doesn't come out every month, it comes out like every two or three months. He'll hire me as an editor to to go over basically to go through the stories and pick out typos if there are any typos maybe even add you know sometimes authors um they do what my mom calls uh telescoping and that mm-hmm. means you see something in your mind but it doesn't necessarily translate to the page like you see a scene and you're writing the scene, but maybe you leave something out because it's already like full blown in your head, if that makes sense, right? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's my that's just my role. It's not a very well, it's not a very large role. I, I guess it is. Yeah. yeah, that's what I do for for Genesis Magazine. Yeah. But Genesis mm-hmm. seems to bring. Um, I know they have a lot of interviews and stories. They seem to bring um, a lot of authors into the forefront. Or bring to people's attention. Like I'm just looking at the spring 2020 issues and the interviews they've got. Um, Rochelle Spencer and Alan Clark, Tony Cade. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yeah, yeah. And then it has he, he's brought too. some pretty famous folks into it. Yeah. Mhm. I think that yeah, magazine. You know, got, the, the, that's. Go ahead, uh, Jennifer. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I I it's got mm-hmm. interviews, stories, reviews, um, mm-hmm. essays. It seems to bring like a little treasure chest. Mhm, mhm, yeah, yeah. And when he hires me, I go through all that stuff. To like I said, you know, to to um, you know, to just just smooth it out. It, that's the best way to say it. Just smooth everything out. Yeah, yeah. But I remember um, one of the most exciting, you know, um, when I when I discovered so many people were reading it. I remember he took a picture of Erica Alexander was somewhere holding. A Genesis magazine up, <laughs> and it was one of the ones with my stories in it. I was like, "Oh, that's so cool! I'm so glad she got that one right." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's what that's yeah. what that's what we call bragging rights, you know. Yeah, kinda, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I kind of jumped off track as I do sometimes. Uh, so I went to there, but yeah, but back to to Mona. Uh, is there a new Mona book coming out? Yeah, Mona three. Mm-hmm. I'm finishing up now. Um. Actually, I'm finished with it, but um, what I'm doing is going back and doing final editing. Yeah, final, final editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't know it had taken me so long. I was like, this is, this is, re- <laughs> I've been working on this book too long. But but I'm glad I took my time with it. Yeah. And, and then, of course, when you go back and edit, you find stuff that, that you know, dialogue that doesn't sound, um, I, I am a real, I'm a real fanatic about dialogue that sounds natural you know Mm -hmm. like just like you and i are talking you know i want it to sound natural yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 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 mm -hmm. i think that's is that where the comfort zone is for people they can just picture themselves right there Uh uh-huh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, so. And I know mm-hmm. sometimes, too, I did before, and I'm sure I still do, and just don't think about it, kind of see yourself fitting in with the characters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, just they sort of are definitely. When, you, when you're really into it. When you're really into it. They are definitely, in my in my mind, and people say, you know, oh, gosh, she's crazy, but, you know, all of us authors are a little crazy. They are, the, they are spirits that walk across the page, as far as I'm concerned. <gasps> That's a line from one of my favorite poems, right? They are spirits that walk across the page. I am I am so invested with them, too. I tell people I have gone, I have characters that I love. Do not ask me to kill them off. I'm sorry if it's not realistic to you. No, I'm not going to kill these particular characters off, right? I love them too much. And then there are those that I've written about that I hated and could not wait to get rid of, so... <laughs> you should either love your characters or hate them. You should not be neutral about them. Yeah, <laughs> nothing, nothing in between. You know, I gotta tell you, you just, I, I just stopped. It just sort of like this was that was like a breathtaking moment when you said that spirits that walk across the page. Spirits that walk across the page. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jennifer. As soon as you said it. Uh, yeah, that was that was kind of like a breathless moment for me. It's like, thank oh, you, yeah. thank you so much, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so in, I am so invested in them. I'm so invested in my characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. With, um, now, oh, somebody sent me a message too because they they couldn't call. Now, you know, some people can't call. I don't care. Maybe they're at a day job and can't call or night job, whatever. And they'll send me messages. But I have one. From another uh-huh. dear friend of both of ours, uh, who who she's the first person that told me about you and raved and raved about you, uh, oh, Becky Kyle, or Becky. Becca yeah, Kyle. Becky is an excellent yes. writer herself. She is a she's an excellent writer. Mm-hmm. I love Becky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I do too. I tell you what, if you if you have Becky as a friend, you know you got an ace in the hole. You got it going she on is, because she is, she is so marvelous. sweet. She is so sweet. Yeah, she's 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 deep too. She's not shallow. She's deep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her favorite. And she takes book, care of her own. She does. She does. Her favorite one. Excuse me. I got to go outside and smoke. If you hear the little bell, that's just my alarm as I step outside. Um, okay. <laughs> my um. My favorite novel written by her is Fanny and Dice. Oh, 
Yes, I love that I one. I love Fanny and Dice. I love that one. I love Fanny and Dice. And that and those characters are really real. They are so real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They are. They are so good. In fact, whenever I go, whenever the, whenever I've been to uh, Wild West Con, um, I always give them a presentation on how to start a podcast. If I've got any, anybody that wants me, uh, I want to give out door prizes to people. For one thing, mm-hmm. it helps get them in. If you've got some candy and door prizes, that gets people in. And also, yeah, it spreads work to people who might not know about a certain book. They've got it in mm-hmm. front of them. You know, it could be their prize. Okay, okay. And so okay. Every, every year she sends me um, uh, Fanny and Dice. In fact, I even send it to... Um, a family member once, a younger family member who was in, mm-hmm. she, well, she was incarcerated for a long time. And mm-hmm. she said, my bunkmates love this book. We take turns that reading book it. Is, that book is awesome. It is awesome. Yeah. Oh. I should send you, if you do that, I should send you a book so you can give away my book as a door prize. <laughs> well, okay. Whenever we get out of the house, we can't go anywhere now. Listen, but, you know. I know. We're hoping we'll mm-hmm. be all back next year. It's like, Valjean. Uh, this year, Wild Wild West Con, which takes place in the little old town Tucson where TV shows and films used to be made, the country, I mean, the western Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, and, Tucson, Arizona, yeah. Uh-huh. And that, yeah, it's, an old, it's called Old Town. Now it's a, a, a public attraction, you know, for families, but still, we go there and t- halfway take it over, you know. But as we left on that Sunday, which was March, I think, the 10th, the last day, and night, it was a Sunday, I said, we left that day, we'll be in all in our costumes, and you know what it's like, and in that little western village, and then we leave there, uh-huh. and Sunday, we turned the clocks forward. We didn't know we were going from steampunk, western steampunk into the twilight zone, because it was like right after that weekend, we all start shutting down. So, oh yes, wow! Oh okay, wow! You know, I love stuff about the uh, about the um, Wild West. I do. I love to read things. And there's a friend of mine that's written an anthology. And she's gonna get so mad with me because I can't think of the name. Nicole Smith. She used to be Nicole Kurtz. I cannot think of that. The whole anthology, though, is is set in the Wild Wild West. And I, I'm gonna look. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look for it, and um, while you know, you go ahead and ask me whatever you, and I'll be looking for it while while we're on the phone, <laughs> so I can find the name. Okay. Of it. Well, one of the things too, Becky wanted to know. Uh, she said, make sure that you mention the audio books. In fact, I'm going to read the direct quote here. Okay. I want you to be okay. sure and mention the audio books because mm-hmm. they are the bomb. And yes. She is an ama- She is amazing. She is a force of nature. Talking about you. Oh, she's so good. Oh, tell Becky I said thank <laughs> you and tell her I love her. She knows I do. I will. So she's, sweet. she's listening later. She's got something going on now, so she's going to listen to us afterwards. But she wanted okay. to make sure I got that in. Okay. Okay. Um, she want. Oh, the yeah, the immortal. I guess I'll send you. I guess I'll send you the links. They're on Amazon, Immortal okay. 1 and Immortal 2 in audio. Immortal 3, um, I read myself. And it was, oh. yeah, I read it myself. Um, now, I'll send you, I'll send you the um, link. I'm going to have to, I'm going to get all my links to you so you can put them on your site if you don't mind. I've got to put them uh, everywhere. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. Um, it was. Find a way voices had it, 
and they had put it up everywhere. But I kind of fell out with them because, I don't know, to me they didn't remaster it the way I wanted it remastered. And so um, so I pulled it because I think my version sounds better, to be honest. So I mm-hmm. pulled it. And so now it's only for sale on my on my site, as far as I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's only for sale. I told them to pull it. You know, sometimes they, they, you know, you tell them to do stuff and, you know, these folks do. And then that, that's mm-hmm. Amazon, too. You tell them pull this, and they're like, oh, yeah, sure. And then you look up a year later and it's still there. But that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that guy, Jeff Bezos, he holds people's novels hostage. It's hostage, yeah, so... So, but anyway, um, yeah, I read it myself, and people can purchase it. Um, they can purchase it um, chapters. I think I have like three or four chapters per, you know, per what I send them. And then when it all adds up, it doesn't add up to that much, you know. It adds up to it adds up to less actually than than it would be if they bought it on, say, Audible. Yeah, so. Okay. All right. Well, that's very yeah. generous of you to share that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, when you it's you know it's your story, your characters, and if it's not mm-hmm. recorded right, and you know you know what it's supposed to sound like, that's got to be mm-hmm. the most aggravating thing. Because I just you know, and and a lot of people go through it. You know, that in music and TV and film and entertainment. I just finished reading a book. I don't know if it's, it's supposed to be published this month or next. But it's called Still the Queen, and it, mm-hmm. it's uh memoir or autobiography of a uh, singer, Denise LaSalle. Okay. Heard I, I've heard that name, Denise LaSalle. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh-huh. And all the time she's gone through, all the stuff she's gone through with people, you know, was they, oh, please sign with our label and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like they don't want to do it. Her, and, she, and they just want to cut corners or get musicians mm-hmm. that don't understand mm-hmm. or, yeah. don't, or don't care. You know, mm-hmm. or just people yeah. just want to make some fast money, and that's just that. That to me, that is just an insult to people's art. You know, I once heard uh, an acting teacher say, um, "Artists of all kinds." He he called artists the priest of our culture, and mm, I wasn't really okay. sure what it meant then, okay. and I may uh-huh. not be sure now. But the mm-hmm. longer I live, the more I understand parts of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, the mm-hmm. caretakers of the story, the priest of our culture, and the reflecting mm-hmm, is back. Mm-hmm. I like that line. I really like that line. Yeah. Yeah, yeah hey, I do. Um, you know, I'm going to add something to that. Probably not quite as profound, but there's a, um, a biography. Um, I guess you call it a biopic of it, of uh, Beethoven. I think it's mm-hmm. called Immortal Beloved. Is it mm-hmm. Beloved? And he has a line in there um, where he says that um, music. He was he was saying, "What do you hear?" He was asking this guy. There were some musicians playing his music, and he was you know he was going deaf. You know, Beethoven went. I think he was. I think he was totally deaf when he wrote his last. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know who this is. Hello? Hey, I'm on the phone right now. Can I call you back? Okay. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. I think that was Vince that just called me. <laughs> Bro.
Brian that just called me. What? Sorry, I'm sorry, Jennifer. I'm so sorry. Um, but um, yeah. Anyway, he was he. You know, I think he was totally deaf when he wrote his last symphony. But he was asking uh-huh. the guy. He said, um, "What do you hear when you when you listen?" And he was. He said, "What is music?" What does music, what's the purpose of music? He said, well, it's to exalt the soul. He said, no. He said, listen to this. He said, what you are hearing is a man that went to meet his lover, and she will only wait so long, and he's trapped in a storm. What you're listening to is the sound of his agitation. And he said, music is meant to bring the listener into the mind of the composer. And I was just so blown away by that. And I thought about that recently, and I said, as writers, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring readers into our mind and share, like, our pain, our joy, our horror, all of it, if if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. definitely. They're um, opening... Uh Opening their world, which is which yeah, to me is part yeah, of your soul exactly. when you share these stories, exactly, and mm-hmm. and and giving us a, a probably undeserved but a welcome invitation to come in and, thank and you, show Jennifer. respect. Thank you. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What, I know, you know I take I take forever to tell a story, so I apologize for going around the barn oh, with that story, man. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I don't like to disagree with my guests, but I'll say you could take longer, okay? Because you tell, you're a beautiful <laughs> you. storyteller. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oral storytelling or written. So, yeah, to me, you could take longer. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so I much. Can sit here and listen, okay? <laughs> you know, because I'm so happy to have you here. And I'm happy to be you. here. I'm really excited. Oh, yeah. Good. So, mm-hmm. so already I can I can get you uh, quote you on get you to admit on air that you would come back to sometime. Sure, I'm having a great time. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, having good. a really good, wonderful good, good. time. Yeah, you're a great hostess. Yeah, you put you put oh, me put you. me I at want... ease. I don't feel uncomfortable or anything. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want everybody to feel good when they're when they're here. They're supposed mm-hmm. to feel good and feel respected and cared for and warm and comfortable and. All the good things. Well, I feel that you're natural. Oh. You're 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 natural. So. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, I enjoy. I really enjoy this, and I just love. And I've been so fortunate to meet so many people. And of course, you know, uh, and people I wouldn't have met, like Becky, introduced me to you uh, mm-hmm. on social media because she knows everyone and she knows me. And she's whenever she says you've got to. I know to do whatever she, I got to do, whatever it is. But as long as she, when she says you got to, uh, or you need to, let me ask um, you. I noticed, like, oh, one of the things I hadn't mentioned yet is everything I've talked about, like, like Genesis, um, and mm-hmm. the, see, I've also seen your name come up when I look up at the Black Science Fiction Society, mm-hmm. and sometimes I wonder is am am. Am I just out of it, or does black science fiction not get the prevalence in literature and in bookstores and everywhere in media that that it deserves? It's better. I, I'll, I'll say that it's it's better than it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. it, it needs more. And what what happens a lot is 
you see you you tend to see the same names over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so then there are a lot of authors that people won't even know that they exist. And I still mm-hmm. see people who say, where are the, you know, where are the black vampires? And mm-hmm. somebody will come in and say, well, here you go. You know, and they'll list a bunch of names. Oh, well, here you are. Um, you know, so it, it, it's it's better than it was. Like when I was a little girl, there what? There was no... Mm-hmm. There wasn't, there, yeah, there were no black, not that I knew of, you know, I never mm-hmm. ran into any, you know, um, what I read, and I remember, oh, I found that anthology, and I'm going to give it to you when, when we get through with this particular point. Uh, what I read was, I remember reading a lot of young adult fiction that some of the plots I can still remember, I was nine or ten years old, and I could, that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Nancy Drew. I had probably a hundred Nancy Drew mysteries. And so these were the characters that I read. These were the characters that I identified with. They were all white, um, but they fed my imagination. I didn't discover mm-hmm. black science fiction or black fantasy until I was well into my 40s. And like I said, in that about that time is when I discovered, um, and I think Samuel Delaney had been around for a while, but for some reason I, I missed him. I didn't, you know, I wasn't exposed to him until later. But um, Octavia Butler, then later Tanana Reeve Dude and Nalo Hopkinson, these were the people that I read. And then I read all of their books, and that was it. That was back in the 90s. That was it. You know, they when I hear your little dogs. <laughs> there they go again. I'm, I'm surprised my dog has been as quiet as he has. Yeah, Caesar, he's laying here on the floor. But um, you know, I said, like, "Well, I want more," and and there wasn't any more. So not until let's see, I I think I published my first book in 2007, and that was right about the time that the, that Black Science Fiction Society that Jarvis created. Black Science Fiction Society, mm-hmm. and um, and there were only about I think ten of us in the beginning, and we would get on there and just have a great time, right? And that's when I met Milton, you know, um, Quentin and I, Davis, my, my yeah. significant other, yeah, Quentin and I, my fiance, uh-huh. we met about that time too, you know. Um, uh, who else was on? B. Sharice Moore, uh, uh, Ronald Jones, he's another excellent author. You know, um, so these were people that, um, God, and if I tried to name all of them, I'd be here all night because mm-hmm. I know so many of them now, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But um, then I got a chance to read more and more, you know. Now I don't even read. I think the last person that I, I actually listened to, and I love her work, N.K. Jemison, the last, she was the last person that I read or listened to that was not an indie author. All of the people I usually read are indie authors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and there's so many of them now. Yeah, so but but we do need more exposure. Yeah, we do need more exposure. Yeah, you do because I mean it's it's not like people of color don't read science fiction or true. watch science fiction or enjoy true. it. It's not like it's yeah, that. true. But you know, mm-hmm. it's like we're with the yeah. writers, and I'm sure for a long time, I'm sure probably a lot of the problem was maybe not. Not being able to get published. Yeah, yeah. You had your gatekeepers, 
And the Indian yeah. Revolution, it, 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 part, it partly it solved that. You had your gatekeepers. You had mm-hmm. your people standing there at the gate. And they said, okay, mm-hmm. that's it. We're going to shut the gate now. You know, the rest of y'all, y'all, yeah. you know, you wait until the next, you know, maybe 10 years, five years or whatever. Because I went to all kinds of, I, I tried to get traditionally published at that particular time. You know, now I don't want to. I don't want to anymore. Yeah. Because I don't want anybody I mean, telling me what to write. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and you should mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, yeah, at least that's that's a good thing that's come um, with the ability of people to to have indie publishing, a small press, or self publish, mm-hmm. or whatever. Exactly. Because I mean, exactly. I know. I mean, my uh, my best friend now she's younger than me, but her parents, you know, she said my mom and dad always loved science fiction. We always mm-hmm. had it around the house, and just like you mm-hmm. know, and I know, of course, we've been friends twenty years. I know her family and all this, and it's like okay. So it's not like black people didn't read it, didn't like it, didn't want it, but they just, you know. And and so um, it also it's like I was telling somebody. Actually, I don't know if you if you know this guy. He's, uh, uh, I guess, a cosplayer or presenter. I met him at the. uh, He was on my podcast, and I met him at Wild West Con. This man name is Tony Ballard Smoot. And I've heard uh, that name. yeah, and he was at a, a does a lot of the cosplay stuff or does presentations on different things. At, at but I met him. Like I said, I had him on the show because I knew he was going to be at Wild Wild West Con this year, and I met him there. And you know, one thing he asked me after the show, he sent a text. He goes, "What can I do? Thank you for having me on. What can I do for to help you?" And I said, "I would like to know how to get more, get a more diverse group of people." into like Wild West Con or different places. I said, because if mm-hmm. I go with all of my friends and I've got friends whose grandkids consider me their other grandmother, if I take them, I want them to feel that they're at home, that they're welcome. I want them to see themselves represented in characters. Okay, okay. That's you know, That's wonderful, I, Jennifer. Yeah, you're an advocate. You know, you're an ally. Yeah. You know, I think that... Well, I think you know. Look, I have, I have, I have white fans, and I have Asian fans and Latino fans, um, and I think everybody wants like we kind of want a world that looks like the actual world that we live in, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you got black neighbors, or you black, you got white neighbors. You know, you want, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of, you kind of want, you kind of, you want your world to look like. Um, you know, the one that you're used to. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, it's what you're used to. And it's like I said, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I live in a very diverse area. You know, working, mm-hmm. you know, being in Atlanta or I'm in the suburbs of Atlanta, but my neighborhood is just a little, a little nice, little middle class neighborhood, nothing fussy, you know, no homeowner mm-hmm. association. But we have all different kinds of people living here and everybody, you know, Everybody seems comfortable. Everybody, hello, mm-hmm. help each other. Come over, Kay, can you yeah. can I borrow mm-hmm. a wrench or whatever? Do you need? Everybody does stuff like that, and I thought that's what mm-hmm. I think. You know, people need to realize and recognize. And like I said, I want my best friend can walk into any room, no matter who's there, and you know she's just going to walk in, and nobody's going to let her feel like she's not there. She's going to make everybody fall in love with her. She's. I mm-hmm. tell her she's she's mm-hmm. a magician. She doesn't realize it. Mm-hmm. Some you know, people are like that. But. Mm-hmm. 
oh, she's got a magic. But then we've got another friend that, you know, if, she, if she's if she not comfortable from the first minute, she's going to leave. And I respect her feelings that anywhere we go, you know. But, um, but yes, I want everybody to feel, and, if I, and I want my, my adopted granddaughters, I want them to feel comfortable everywhere they go. So mm-hmm. I keep saying I'm going to make them little steampunk outfits, and I'm going to take them with me, and they get all excited. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want it. One day, I said one day um, I would get a chance to cosplay. Yeah, I would love to do do some cosplay. Yeah. And it would be steampunk okay. if I did. Yeah, it's my favorite. Well, let That's me That's my you. favorite. We're going to do this together then because this year I had already planned before all this insanity happened. I planned that I want to meet so many of my favorite people that I've known for a while on social media. I want to meet them in person. Um, You're just a couple hours away from me. And my friend Kenya and I have have been to Birmingham together several times on trips for different things. And uh, so we know the way well if we travel together. And... uh, but I've got a gal in your neighborhood or in your town that makes mm-hmm. magnificent costumes, and oh, she wow. makes them out of just nothing, just stuff that's thrown away, just trash mm-hmm. from the Home Depot. And oh, wow. she's like me. She doesn't sew. So I'm going to send mm-hmm. you some information to her, meet, to meet each other. Okay. What, I have always wanted to. Okay, okay. I always take a bunch of pictures whenever I go to a con of the people that cosplay because I love, I love the uh, people that cosplay. You know, I just think it's so, it's so imaginative and and brave too to just dress up like it that. Is. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. a joyous expression, I think. So. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. You should be in touch with your inner child. Yeah. 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 Don't. Mm-hmm. You yeah, should be in touch with your inner child. Yeah, See, so. I gotta say something. You have been so generous, and I have kept you way past the time that I promised. Just because I, when you were I just couldn't let you go. And I, well, thank you so much for being so generous with your time, your information, thank your you, creation, Jennifer, for your having me. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you like I you said, you're a wonderful back. hostess. You know, oh, you really, you. really put your guests. It really make make your guests. Well, I I can only speak for myself at ease, and I had a lot of fun. You know. Well, you know, I told you I wanted this to be my cyber world version of of centuries past, where there would be a patrons of the art who brought artists together to share their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't do it, real, but I could do it in the cyber world, and I'm honored to have you here and be happy. To, and by Thank the way, so for much. everyone listening, I promise, and I will I will make good on this. I will share links to where you can uh, purchase works, uh, the audio books, the books by Valjean Jeffers, and I'm just. Um, I'm just so honored to have you here. So you'll please thank come you, back. Thank you, Jennifer. It's an everything. honor to be here. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out. I found this this um, my friend's paperback. So here is the review, Nicole, that I was supposed to give you. <laughs> and I'm so oh, lazy okay. about writing reviews. Her name is Nicole Gibbons Kurtz, and it's Sisters of the Wild Sage, a weird Western Ooh, collection. I, 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 I just, tell I, now. You know what I just. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just email it to you. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you want to read it? Did you want to read the review? Or you want to just mail it to me? Whatever. No. You no. Do. No. I was supposed to write her okay. a review. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I, a review. I was supposed to write a review, and I'm very, very lazy. 
my my artist friends know don't know me that I'm very lazy about writing reviews. And so this is the review that I promised her that this is an excellent collection, right? And I and I give it five stars. So yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And I've got the I've got the scoop on it, okay? So thank you very okay. much for that. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well I'm gonna Kind of like my, uh, it, it's my song and it's somewhat my philosophy that everybody's got to swing, and uh, everybody please Goodbye, come back tomorrow night for Vanessa Dow, Wednesday, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.